Hey, my name is Luke Such. I'm Scott Minema. And today we are joined by... Christine Overholt. Oh, wow. it, the time has come. She, Christine is the first person on the podcast to ever come bearing gifts. She brought us gifts. Go figure. Yeah. I, that's not surprising to me, actually. That's very, very, so, very okay. expected. Yeah. A nice, nice pin. I'd like to say it's the first time I've seen this pin, but I grab those from your <laughs> cup on, on a regular basis. <laughs> Scott can't uh, find a pen. He just goes and grabs one. However, the book, the uh, the bookmark. I don't think I've taken any of these, so I'll use that. And uh, we're delighted you're here. Thank you. We the, we, we want to present. There was an you exchanging of gifts. This was a, was a diplomatic <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> Both ambassadors gave a gift of goodwill of their community to the other. I have to say, in staff meeting, I was seeing both your mugs and coveting. So thank you for helping yeah. me with my sin <laughs> by just giving me one. That's the goal of the podcast right yeah. there, sanctification <laughs> at a broad level. Yes. Great. So we promised no hard questions to Christine, but maybe we just maybe maybe we just throw that out the window. Yeah, and probably. Yeah, probably. Start, start I with... Know, can I just say that everyone else has gotten a list of things that would be talked about, and I got nothing. But but so. we've never talked. We give them a list of questions that we might ask, and then and we don't ask. And then we don't ask. Them. So you're you're actually it's set up. Yeah. So if if we're guilty of playing favorites, it would be here and today oh, thank with you. you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel special. So, well, maybe maybe a good place to start is just for you know again for our ten or eleven listeners that <laughs> one or two of them that may not know you. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you've been at Headwaters for a long time, but how you came to Headwaters and and she uh, laughs lest she cry. There's no there are only two <laughs> options to that. State. Can't really say how long. Really. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if you want to just if you want to round down, you know, you you're welcome to. <laughs> no, I've been at Headwaters, um, Wallen, originally 32 years. And I was back in the day in the little brick building next to the firehouse. And um, uh, the way we were actually living in Michigan at the time, and my husband's roommate from college was going to Wallen. Ben Johnson, by the way. So you can hey, file ben. complaints yeah. with Ben and Bonnie Johnson because <laughs> mm. they're the reason we're here. But we would come visit them, and we just love this little church, right? And so we were in Michigan. I was working in human resources in a very large department store. And my husband was working in retail, and he just wasn't like, like in what he was doing. So he was looking at Grace College, and we both graduated from Grace. He was looking to possibly work with them. I looked at the store here in Fort Wayne, and I was able to transfer. This was a much smaller store, so it was an easy transfer for me. Um, he did not end up working at Grace. We just decided to move because why not? Um, the cost of living was much better here <laughs> than it was in Michigan. So we came, and we already knew what church we were going to attend um, because we had come before, and we really liked um, visiting and just hearing John um, preach the Word. So what he's been true to for the 32 years I've been here is just um, going through the Word and being honest about what it says mm -hmm. and not skipping the hard parts. And it's just been, um, yeah, 32 years. So I, I started here when I was eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're yeah. trying to do the math. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. well, so you've, you've known me since I was two years old. Yeah, I came in 91, July of 91. Okay. I was yeah. born in late 88, okay, yeah. so I was two, yeah. two and a half yeah. when you, yeah, all right. So, yeah, so I've known you your whole life. I've known Dave Meyer his whole life, which is super fun. And there are no stories that you are allowed <laughs> or encouraged. He'll take the mug back. That's exactly right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Careful, that's a provisional gift, depending on how this goes. All right. Uh, and what have been your roles at Headwaters in those 32 years? Yeah, so I was um, just a volunteer for the first eight years, and um, we got involved like right away, which was fun. Because when there's only 100 of you, you all do something, right? That's what, the way it was. So um, I immediately was invited to help with Awana. So we did Awana. There was a children's choir. We did that. And then also Phil and I started with college ministry, which was about seven people. We had a college ministry? <laughs> we did. <laughs> I didn't even know about we this. We did. It was um, upstairs in the old brick building, about Oof. seven people. And um, it was a lot of fun. And I don't know. I've been able to do – so what did I mention? We did – Children's Choir and Awana. I was a subsecretary at one point. I was wedding wedding coordinator at one point. Phil and I uh, met in a singing group in college, so we were able to come to this little church and start singing and get involved with that. So I've had a lot of opportunities um, since I've been here. And then you were hired on staff when? In 99. To do? To do children's. Children's. Yeah. And you were in that role for how long? 17 years. I started part, part, part time. You know, it was kind of like, hey, can you pick out the curriculum? That's kind of where we started. And um, as we went on, I'm like, oh, do you think, could I get a desk here? A desk would be great. Like if I could work here sometime. And they threw your desk in a closet that had the attic (laughs) access to it. So your like desk had a ladder behind it. That was this like, what is Christine escaping to or running from? I don't know. Yeah. Anyhow. I've worked in closets and libraries. I've worked in various locations. (laughs) They let me out every once in a while. But yeah, no, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I love children's. That was a good time. So seventeen years in children's. Yes. Who was the worst kid in seventeen years? Say. Okay, all right. Unfortunately, there might be a name. <laughs> <laughs> Not too many, you know. But there was. There's always a few. Do you do you have a highlight story or like quick anecdote of like just? I actually I have one that you were involved in. <laughs> Okay, do, and do it, tell. And then I want to hear one from you. I was helping in kids one time. I was probably, I don't know, in college and I was home for the summer or something. I was helping in a four-year-old class. You were teaching on a Sunday morning and an unnamed child who was particularly rambunctious, I was assigned to him all morning long. Like I was there like, don't worry about the rest of the 15 children in this class. You have that one kid, right? So I'm sitting next to this one kid and you said out loud you know, to this group, does anybody remember what we talked about last week? They're four-year-olds. There's silence. And you go, it started with an H. And he very loudly goes, hardly anything. And we, I was like, all right, just grab that kid and walk out. What did we talk about last week? Hardly anything? I'm like, okay. So I, I He knows that. his alphabet. Well, he did. <laughs> he did. He was on top of it. So anyhow, uh, uh, kids are just brutally honest. Uh, you know, they... He, and you never know what you're going to get. So. No, but that's what I like about kids. Like, again, I feel like I fit children really well because I don't think... Because <laughs> you never know what you're going to get with you either. Yes, absolutely. And my attention span is very small, so I think I enjoyed working with the kids. I can't think of a, yeah, a story. There's so many stories. And- I, I do know that on every retreat that you've ever led, I, there's a line in the little uh, <laughs> notebook that I've stolen. And, uh like my sanity and bank account, this schedule is subject to change or something to that my effect. Size. Oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah, hair yeah, color, sure. jean size. Hair yeah. color, yeah. <laughs> like this is subject to change. Like, yeah, yeah, Christine goes with the flow very well. Mm-hmm. All right. So after children's for 17 years, you've wandered into the realm of adult ministries. 
yes. working with women. Yeah. And that was an interesting transition for me. Again, we were, um, Damer talked a little bit about that during his, but um, at that time, we were looking to expand our staff and bring on some younger people. I, and when I was in children's, I had an assistant working with me, Katie Hart. She was amazing. And um, I Shout out to Katie. I don't Shout out to yeah. Katie and Daniel. Like I was just going through my computer and saw all these old videos that those two did, and they were amazing. So I do miss her. Um, so I talked to her as my assistant about moving into children's as the director, and I'm kind of helping her. And she was, we talked about it, it just wasn't something that, that mm-hmm. wasn't the direction she wanted to go. So because we had already had those conversations, when we had opportunity, um, that's when Dave Meyer was able to come on board. And so obviously I couldn't stay in the position because we were hiring someone for that. So we were transitioning me into the role of women's ministry, which we had had a thriving women's ministry under your mother um, as a volunteer leader, and she led that so well for so many years. Um, but we wanted to put a staff um, on that position just to kind of give more direction and intentionality because it takes time. You mm-hmm. know, Amy did so much from a volunteer position, but just having those hours allocated um, allowed us to take it in some different directions and build it a little bit more. So, again, my comfort zone was absolutely with kids all day long. So it was <laughs> adults freak me out. Um, but I think it was really helpful to me. Even I told you we should have used the other button, <laughs> the chipmunk button. It would have been great. Right. Okay, just quick pause. There is a, a button on the little thing that records things that turns your voice into a chipmunk, and Scott is always trying to get us to use it uh, for it's whoever. It's appropriate for me. Let's just bring the chipmunk now, out now for the, just a few now Oh gosh, once we talked about it. All right, here's what this sounds like. Just listen. My voice is completely normal. I hit a button and then it sounds like this. Is this the greatest button ever? I totally love it. (laughs) I'm with children. I'm with children right now. What is going on here? All right, get out of that. I got to get out of that. Like that kind of stuff, I absolutely love. So I, you know, even in a, a room of adults, and if there's kids there, I would just gravitate towards the children because I don't know, I could be ridiculous and they don't care. They're like, oh. It is, it is a shame that this is audio only, and, the, and whoever is listening cannot see the joy on your two faces at the, <laughs> the sound of your voice as a chipmunk. Okay, so you move in with adults. Yeah, and um, it, I think it was. I don't know. It wasn't something that I had seen for myself, but I think also stepping into spaces that the Lord has prepared. So my, you know, my heart was like, I didn't see this. I could have done kids for a long time. I had a good amount of energy back in the day. I think it's starting to dwindle a little bit. But um, I wanted to do what the Lord had for me. And I think it was a good transition because I saw my own sin in avoiding women's events because I'm like, yeah, that's not my thing. I don't do tea. I'm a coffee drinker. So I'm like not going to that women's tea. And I just kind of protected. So I would be at a women's event as long as I was in the sound booth because I could, I had the wall of protection um, from the sound booth. And I just saw that that was, not, that was sinful. It was sinful behavior because we need to be together. We need to be together to support one another. And I knew the reasons I wasn't participating, which I think was really helpful, stepping into the role because mm-hmm. then I knew others who probably felt the same way. And ladies out there, what I want you to know is we all feel like the square peg in the round hole. Like we all think everyone else got the memo. And so we're all feeling awkward. We're all the junior high girl looking for a table to sit down. We're still the junior high girl. And um, if we can just acknowledge that, then there's a lot of hope and healing. In my first year, I just wanted to kind of gather the chicks in the yard. I kind of felt like we were spread a little bit. It's just been sweet. It has been so sweet to be um, with the adults. And I think even in women's ministry, 
the way that it's different is that I have a lot of intergenerational aspect to it. So even mm-hmm. our ABFs, you can go to any ABF that you want to go to, right? They are set up by ages, but you can go where you want. But I think within women's ministry is that intergenerational aspect. It's talking about specific um, women's issues, even within the context of theology and studying. And it's just been so fun. And the Lord has really blessed. This is something I could not orchestrate. But at most every event, there's someone in each generation, you know, from teenagers all the way through 70 plus. And that's just been a gift. Um, and I would also say within women's ministry, I keep losing my headphones because, you know, I've got a lot of hair to put the headphones over. But um, we also like to incorporate those high schoolers because we want to make sure that they're um, part of us before they graduate. So when they graduate, um, they feel already a part of us. So again, most of the things that we do start at age 16 so that they can be involved. Great. Going from children's ministry to women's ministry. What's been, has there been any, uh, any surprises, any, anything that you thought, man, I didn't see that at all? Hmm. I think, honestly, I feel like children's was a great foundation because you just, you never know where you're going to walk into. And so I really learned to adapt to whatever's happening. So I would say it really helped me in women. So instead of having to have everything just go a certain way, I was, it was, I was okay if it didn't. Um, I think the surprising thing is, I don't know, this is sad but true, how amazing our women are. Like, I just have been overwhelmed at just the camaraderie. Again, something that I was sheltering myself from was something that I desperately needed, and I think that we need as women. So I think that was probably a little surprising to me. Mm. Yeah, the the God's design for community. Yeah. We, we, we all have a need for community, and and. It's like a country western song, right? We look for community in all the wrong places, and yet God's design with all the imperfect people is still the church. Mm-hmm. And when we begin to experience community, true community in the local church, it's like, oh, this is what I've been looking for. This is what this is what I need. So, um, what's what's going on in women's ministry right now? Uh, if maybe maybe. Someone's listening and they're thinking, okay, maybe I need to get involved in women's ministry. How do I get plugged in? What We're kind of moving into fall and startup of a lot of different things. What's, what's on the, the horizon for women's ministry? Great. Can I take a quick minute just to tell you how it's organized? Because that plays into what I'm doing. That, that was the other question that Luke had. Oh, sorry. <laughs> did, did I do that out of order? <laughs> on that schedule uh, yeah, list the, of questions the list we of didn't, questions didn't get? I didn't get. <laughs> Great. Hey, um, uh, Christine, could you tell us how it's organized? Yes, oh, thanks for asking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, back in the day, um, John had kind of organized, and we had this beautiful stained glass window at Wallen um, Baptist, and we had four W's, and it was welcome, word, worship, and witness. And um, I'll explain those in a minute. But Amy really took time as she was organizing women's ministry to kind of use those categories. And I have found that to be just so foundational in making sure that it's a very balanced ministry that we offer. So welcome is things like events, um, meet and greet. We have something called Refresh where women um, get to share like how to tile your bathroom or how to plant a garden, um, which I love. So you have like 18 women sharing for 20 minutes something that they're really great at and blessing others with that. So those are events. And with the welcome events, again, don't be a Christine. Don't just not come because it's not your thing. What I learned is we need to come and show up because we have an opportunity to image Christ to each other. So if it's not your thing, that's okay. Come anyway, be a blessing and be encouraged. So our welcome events are kind of to connect us to one another. 
Um, word is obviously the word, and it's just um, helping each other grow in accountability. So we just got done with our summer book study. Some of them are probably wrapping up. And we were reading a book, um, Enough About Me, which is so great. I love any book that just is like sick of me, enough of me. Like I love me some me, and I really need the balance of ridding myself of thinking of myself. Um, so we just got done with the summer book study. And so that is kind of formatted for everybody. It uh, meets in homes, and it's kind of a nice first step. So if you've never studied the Bible even, just come read a book, and let's talk about it. We're about to enter into our Bible study season, so our Tuesday study has moved to Thursday, and we have Jen Potter teaching this fall, and she is so excited. She's excited about Leviticus, okay? So if you ever want to study Leviticus, now is the time with someone who is passionate about it. And so it's Leviticus and Numbers, and that is starting next Thursday from 9.30 to 11. And if you have kiddos, we do have childcare for nursery and preschoolers during that time. So make sure you sign up for that. Um, also, as part of STEPS on Wednesday nights, that's kicking off next week. Um, I'm going to be doing a study. Maybe uh, this will probably, well, kicking off next week from when you said that it will be, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks before this goes out, probably. So it's kicking off in August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kicking off in August. Um, so we're going to be studying 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and that's a Jen Wilkins study. And yeah, 34 women already signed up for that class. Yes. And what we found, you know, so I've talked to Luke about just offering something for women on Wednesday nights, because if they have children, it makes it easier for them to attend. Mm -hmm. And back in the day, you know, when I first came to Wallen, I was a working gal. We didn't have kids at that time, and there was, you know, just the two morning studies. And I remember talking to Amy just about, hey, do you think we could offer something in the evening? So she graciously allowed me um, to finally offer some stuff in the evening. But I like having a day option and an evening option for women just to get into the Word and study together. So we're really excited about that study. Um, so those are the studies that are coming up. We also are signing up currently Again, this would be in the word category for growth groups. And growth groups are small groups that meet in homes one time a month for accountability and encouragement. So the concept behind it is we had all this great teaching here. You know, again, I've alluded to it several times, like we have great teaching here. You don't even know until you get you step out. Or even as I stepped into education and I'm like, oh, I've already resolved a lot of these issues because I, of my church. Like I've worked through a lot of theology, which was really great. Um, these growth groups are set up one time in August, and then they meet um, September through May. But it's really to, not necessarily to teach you something more, but really just to see how are you doing spiritually? Like, how is it being lived out? So even though we do have a book that we'll be covering, we would just want to know, how's your prayer life? How how are you doing um, just living out your Christianity? Where are you struggling? Where can we pray for you? And again, it's just that kind of group mentality and camaraderie is sharpening um, each other. So the growth groups are starting um, soon as well. And then we just have like this coming next Saturday, we have a day away. And this is a new thing we have not done yet, but um, I like offering opportunities. So we have sometimes conferences on site, we have conferences off site. This is just a day to get away because I think sometimes we just schedule and we're studying and we're busy. But I think just to sit in quiet and just to commune with God, I've had the opportunity over the years just to take like personal retreats. And it feels a little awkward at first just to be in the silence, just like, okay, God, what am I... <laughs> What are we doing here? But I think to take like my day timer and just commit that to him and say, hey, what do I need to do? What do I need to not do? How can I love my family better? How can I be more intentional in my job? And just to enjoy him, I think, in creation and just to enjoy um, who he is and what he's done. Like it takes 
it takes a discipline actually to get comfortable with that. So I'm actually kind of excited um, for this day away that's coming up, and we'll see how that goes. We do have some Psalms journals to help them, so if they just want to study, um, they can bring their own materials, but we have materials. But again, we're kind of firing on a lot of different cylinders to catch people, I think, at different parts of their sanctification. So we can meet you at the beginning. We can grow through Bible study. We can get more intentional with growth groups and then resourcing people, like through conferences and things. So that's like that word component. Um, and then there's worship. Yeah. So worship is loving and serving those within the church is how we've categorized that. And so there's a lot of things that happen within the church. I have my list just because I didn't want to forget anything. So like there's a meal ministry that Pam Watts oversees. So if someone <clears throat> is in the hospital or they are ill for an you know, extended period of time and they need meals, we have about 50 people on that list and they will make a meal and take it to somebody. Um, covered with care is baby blankets. So whenever someone has a baby, um, we have people who have made blankets, and those are delivered to them with a note. We have ladies that write encouragement cards. Carol Schrock oversees that. And there's, I think, like 40, at least 40 people that will just write cards just to encourage people, which is really sweet. Um, Krista Aerosmith is now overseeing visitation. So if someone's in the hospital, if we have a shut-in, if we're aware of that, we can just go. I can't get to everybody um, and I shouldn't honestly be the one that's always going. Like, we need the whole body to get involved in ministry. So it's a really sweet opportunity just to go um, encourage someone during a difficult time. Um, Kathy Markstaller is somebody that I always talk to about prayer. I still I keep talking about formula, formulating a better ministry or specific ministry in prayer, which is interesting to even say that out loud. But I do think that we, um, at specific times, like during conferences, or like for growth groups, she had like a prayer calendar. So again, if you're interested in prayer, let me know. Um, I've been talking to some of you, and I'd love just to be more intentional in how we pray for our ministry and for each other. Um, so those are some of the ways that we kind of encourage those within our doors. And then our witness is how we encourage those outside of our doors. So things like Noah's Hope, um, Jen Potter, will probably have in September another Noah's Hope Day where we assemble these bears that are given to mamas that are going to be leaving the hospital with empty arms. And I can't tell you how many mm. women have called or stopped in and just said how much that meant to them during that time. And honestly, even doing the bears has become an outreach in that we have a lot of people from the community who have received these bears that said, hey, next time you're doing it, you know, I'd like to be a part of it. So that's a lot of fun. Um, our so-and-serve, I don't know if you guys know Ellen Dixon, but she is rocking it over there and creating all sorts of things. Um, they make pillowcases for New Mercies or have done that. They are making things for the gals over in different countries. Like They're constantly sewing and blessing people with what they are making. And I know that they are going to, um, we're going to be posting their schedule. They're going to be starting back up in September. So if you like to sew, or even if you don't like to sew, if you like to iron, if you like to talk with women, fold things, like you can get involved, so look for that. Um, and we also partner with our schools. So Erin Wood and I um, partner with Bloomingdale Elementary, and we do things, I don't know, we can resource them with things like water bottles or T-shirts, but we also like to get involved and get on the campus. Like when they have their fall activities, it's really fun um, to run games and just get to know the students. So again, we're continuing that partnership. Lots of other things. We've done VBS kickstarts where we greet the mamas as they come. We do make bags for New Mercies moms. Um, Side by Side is kind of an in-reach outreach for it's a ministry to preschool mamas, and they get to come and have a hot breakfast. And there's a mentor mom sitting at their table to kind of encourage them. 
that they will get through these preschool years. And then we have a speaker, and the kids have their own programming during that time. So while that's ministering to those within our doors, we really want our community to come in and just be encouraged and have camaraderie with other preschool moms. Um, Young Life Moms is something else we're involved in. We do dinners for them. They meet once a month. If you want to encourage a teenage mother, they're looking for mentors, and I can connect you with that. So there's lots of different, there's more things that we do, but there's different ways. And what I love is because Amy set this up this way, I could easily walk in and just like, how are we doing in each of these categories? And I think um, keeping balance there really helps us to have a balanced ministry. So it's been very helpful to me and a great grid that I just keep working within. So Christine doesn't do anything. Is what I what I took away from that. There's yeah, really... I just I she's got this grid and she just keeps score on the grid. I guess. Yay. I mean, there is that's remarkable. There are so many. There's so many things I heard there that I I didn't know. Didn't even know that was going on. I didn't know that was going on oh, at all. Well, what she doesn't even tell you is uh, we've joked for a long time that if if anybody were to. Uh, I don't know, get hit by a bus uh, in the ministry struggle. Probably the first person, Jack Coon, is we're in trouble if Jack goes down. But Christine's number two on the list. Like In terms of communicating and holding the place together, we all know who's in charge here. Um, not in charge. Sorry, Christine. I didn't mean to bring up women in ministry. Okay, yeah, sorry. No, uh, I didn't. Yeah. You're not supposed to know that. Um, just that in terms of communicating and keeping everything on the same page, we'd be lost. So, uh, you know, that list that she read out is... Uh, just a portion of what she does. Uh, so thank thank Christine for the tireless hours of uh, effort to, to keep this place going and make it a good good place for the glory of God. What else yeah. do you need? Christine, thank you. That's that is that's that's a. I had no idea that, and it sounds. I mean, if you had uh, maybe you have this number in your head, but how many? How many? It sounds like you have a a big team. Absolutely. How many, how many women are involved in some way in, in leadership? Maybe it's leading a growth group, or but how many women are at Headwaters are involved in women's yeah. ministry? Yeah, I don't have a number off the top of my head. So again, if you saw what it's in front of me, I actually have like an org chart. So I was in human resources for a while, so I think... These, you can't help yourself. I can't help it. <laughs> um, so I think in these terms, but even when you talk about, I, I just love like... So refresh, I can have, you know, 12 to 15 ladies just teaching. So they have a leadership position in that, right? And they're teaching. Um, Within growth groups, we can have up to, you know, 18 to 20 women that are leading those. In the summer book studies, sometimes those are different women that are involved in that. In the different things that I mentioned, Michael, some of these have my name on them. I want my name to drop off, and I want someone else's name to be there. Um, So I would say I probably have, I don't know, 15 some volunteers that are kind of overseeing. And I don't even have to, like, they just run themselves. Pam's never, she's rarely asking me something unless she has a question. Like, she just takes it and she runs with it. Carol Schrock is, like, under the grid. I have no idea what's going there, but these cards are going out. And I know because I've received them myself. So it's just really sweet. Again, my my job here is to equip the saints for the work of service. So I need to um, gather us and then send people out and you know, if you have a conversation with me, it's like, what are you passionate about and how can I get behind that? And sometimes the, the conversation is, wow, we don't really have a place for that currently. I, you know, we need to be faithful with whatever opportunities are there. So what I would say is when I wanted, I always wanted to be in full-time ministry since I was 15. And because I went on team missions, the Lord just changed my life. I'm like, yeah, full-time ministry. 
And the Lord had to just really humble me over the years and teach me a lot of things before he gave that to me. But what I learned is to walk in to the spaces and the ministry that he has available for me. Like even when I was working at the department store, I'm in human resources, I'm like, Lord, I just want to be in full-time ministry. And then he told me, not audibly, but it's just like, but Christine, you are in full-time ministry. Wherever you are is where we are to be ambassadors. So until you are faithful here. You know, I just kind of felt that until I'm faithful with what he's given me, he's not going to give me the next thing. And I've just seen that over the years, that if you're faithful with little, he's going to give you much. Like the fact that I'm sitting here, the fact that I've been on staff 24 years is just astounding to me. The fact that I've had so much fun doing so many things is is beyond me. And that's that's his faithfulness and his grace in my life, yeah. you know. Yeah, I love I love the a couple of things about what you said, and, and it's, and this is, this is true throughout Scripture. You know, God, two, two big ideas that you kind of touched on. One, God blesses his people in order they can be a blessing to others. Mm-hmm. Number two is that when you're faithful with what he's given you, he continues to resource you to continue to be faithful. And, and I mean, women's ministry and kind of your testimony is a microcosm of what really is going on, you know, here at Headwaters. It, there's so many there's so many stories and so many pockets where people would say I didn't you know I had I, I can't take credit for this I you know the Lord brought this opportunity the Lord brought this the Lord brought this and we take a step back and and it's just like the, God is so good but our role and and I think you said it well is to be faithful with what he's given us today to be faithful with where he's planted us today and then just watch what he does mm-hmm. and and be and be amazed because he is he's so good. Yeah, I, I mean, a great word for particularly younger people or even people who are older but younger in their faith and think, I, I want to serve. You go, okay, go be faithful with whatever God gave you. And in due time, more will show up over and over and over again. I mean, our metric, we talked about this uh, this morning over how, how do we quantify some of those things? It's always tricky in ministry. Uh, the measuring stick is faithfulness, not numbers, <laughs> because mm. because there's been many a a errant ministry with tons of people walking around, right. and there have been many a faithful ministry that has labored and toiled in obscurity and unknown back corners of this world for decades, and we are not guaranteed any outcome. We are called to be faithful regardless of outcome. So, praise you, be to God for that. And there's rest there. You know, when I know. Mm that the results aren't in my hands. Mm-hmm. I can serve. I serve because I've been liberated to serve. I've, I've, been, I've been freed from living for the glory of Scott, and, and I, I've been freed to just live for the glory of God. When, when I'm remembering that, there's great rest in that and knowing that mm-hmm. I just I serve, and the results are in His hands. I don't Absolutely. have to worry about numbers. I don't have to worry about, well, as you said, results. The results are in His hands. Mm-hmm. Great rest in that reality. Christine, anything else you want to add? That has been 30 minutes. You, wow. You, not that you like the last word, but you want the last word? Uh, no. I, I just appreciate the opportunity. Like, I was giving them a hard time because I'm like, I don't want to go. Um, so I, I like being in control of when I'm in the spotlight, if, if you know me. <laughs> what? Right? I know. What? But no, I'm just so thankful. And one of the things I just want to say, too, is just the prayer, like the prayer aspect. So nothing that I do, like it's just prayer driven. Like I so dependent, like Scott was saying, on 
the Lord and what He wants in this and what He wants in this ministry. So I'm constantly like, if the Lord, ladies, if the Lord's given you a vision for something that we need to be doing here to encourage one another to go out in our community, please share it with me. Like we're just one of my mantras is better together, and we are absolutely better together. So also, if you've just been kind of on the sidelines or just kind of removing yourself, like come back. We absolutely need you. We're not as good um, without you. But I'm just very thankful to be here. I think we have an amazing. Church, we're not perfect by any means, but um, we love the Lord. We love each other. We're trying, and I think as long as we keep Him center, um, we're good. But I'm just thankful to be a part of this ministry. Great. I'll uh, close it with a line from Charles Spurgeon: "If all you have is very little, just that penny worth of loaves and fishes, use that properly, and you will do your master service. And in due time, when God wants you, He knows where to find you." You need not put an advertisement in the paper. He knows the street you live on and the number on the door. You need not go and push yourself to the front. The Lord will bring you to the front when he wants you. And I hope you do not want to get there if he does not want you there.